Welcome to TBN's Praise Podcast, hosted by Matt and Lori Crouch, where you will hear interviews with some of your favorite Bible teachers, pastors, authors, and Christian leaders. On today's show, Matt and Lori Crouch host professional wrestler and actor Mr. T. They discuss Mr. T's testimony, the cost of following Jesus, and how God guided him along the way. Ladies and gentlemen, please make welcome Mr. T. Come on now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you have your Bibles, I would like to invite you to the Gospel of Matthew, 16th chapter, 24th verse. Matthew 16, 24. I guess that's enough time. <laughs> and there you will find. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. I thought I would talk this evening for just for a little while, if you don't mind. From the subject, the expensive cost of discipleship. The expensive cost of discipleship. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I humble myself in your holy presence, seeking your forgiveness, your grace, and your mercy. Father, I pray that you separate me from my sin because my sin has separated you from me. So my prayer is, make me better. Make me a better servant. Make me a better Christian. Make me better, Lord, so that when they see me, let them see you. Make me better, Lord, so that when they hear me, let them hear you. Make me better, Lord, so that my message will be the message and not my personality. Make me better, Lord, so that I may decrease and you may increase. Make me better, Lord, so that when sinners hear you through me, they'll start running and crying out, what must I do to be saved? Make me better, Jesus. Make me better, Jesus. Jesus! Make me better. In your holy name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Now the first thing you might notice in the scripture is, if any man, you can't help but realize that this is an unlimited invitation. This invitation is most uncommon and most unusual because this invitation means any man, every man, and all men are welcome. This invitation means whosoever will, let them come. In Romans, the 10th chapter, the 13th verse says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Paul said in 2 Corinthians, the 5th chapter, the 17th verse, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. This invitation means come guilty, come filthy, come just as you are. This invitation means come one, come all. This is an invitation which has no end, no boundary. This has to be the broadest invitation ever given by anybody anywhere. If any man, but when it comes down to it, and if we are to be honest with ourselves, we must admit 
that we are quite discriminative. Oh, yes, we are. Let me show you what I mean. We pick who we like and let go who we don't. When time comes for a wedding to be planned, we sit down with pen and paper and make out what we call a guest list. We invite those friends who we have not yet fallen out with. (laughs) We invite those neighbors whom we still speak. We invite relatives who have not been harsh and who have not hurt our feelings. But no matter how great, how grand, how glorious the wedding is anticipated to be, with all, excuse me, with all its joy, excitement, exhilaration, jubilation, and celebration, we do not invite to the wedding just any man. The United States Armed Forces got to have men to support and secure the country, especially during wartime. When the country is involved or engaged in war, there is a necessity for manpower. Back in the day some years ago, the United States Marine Corps had an advertisement which read, we are looking for a few good men. Notice, if you please, the Marines are not looking for a lot of men. Oh, no. They're only looking for a few good men. So... They are not talking about just any man. The United States Army used to have posters that read, the Army wants you. Join the Army now. Uncle Sam needs you. But they are not talking about just any man. Because when you go down to enlist in the Army, they want to know, are your eyes all right? Can you hear good? Do you have a history of heart trouble? Have you been plagued with an illness or disease? They check to make sure you are healthy enough, strong enough, tough enough to pass basic training. So they are not looking for just any man. We sometimes, or I should say a lot of times, see banks and loan companies advertising in newspapers, magazines, TV, social media, etc., saying things like this, and I quote, we loan money, come and borrow from us, end of quote. Now, you can have all the credit, good credit you want, but it won't help you. It won't do any good because they are not talking about loaning money to just any man. Because when you go down there and begin, they begin to scrutinize you. They want to know where you work, how long have you worked there, where you live, how long you live there. In other words, the bank company and loan company is saying that we don't loan money to just any man. All right, all right, all right. I'm getting warmed up now, all right. Y'all got a treat, all right. All right, all right, all right, all right. But Jesus said, if any man, notice if you please the fact that Jesus is giving us some advice, lets me know this is the will of our Heavenly Father. God reacts according to the way we act. God promises, God promises, and God has never made a promise he didn't keep. God promises throughout the Holy Bible that he would do this, that, and the other 
if we do something. Don't you hear God saying, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and, for, and forgive their sins and heal their land. Then Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. The most important thing you notice is that God is not a segregationist. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Holy Father. Good God Almighty. If any man, any man, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Jesus, Jesus, the great inviter, calls for all men to come unto him. The good, the bad, and the ugly, the rich and the poor, any man, the black, the brown, the white, the red, the yellow, the blind like Bartimaeus, come. The rich like Zacchaeus, come. The aristocrat like Nicodemus, come. The thief like the one on the cross who cried out, Lord, remember me, come. The poor like the homeless on Skid Row, Jesus said, come. The jailer like the one at Philippi who cried out, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Come. The sick, like the ten lepers who cried out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Come. The man with the infirmity for 38 years at the pool of Bethesda. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. Come. The man with the unclean spirit. Come. The persecutor, like Saul of Tarsus, who cried out, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? Come. And the dead, like Lazarus, come forth. If any man, the con man, the hit man, the dope man, the ladies man, the tin man, the piano man, the ice man, any man. Come on. Yes, 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 yes. The rain man, the running man, the cave man, the culligan man, rifle man, Batman, Spider Man, Superman, Wolf Man, X Man, the invisible man, the abominable snowman, dead man walking. Jesus said, Come. The man with no name, the big man on campus, the man who would be king, the man from Laramie. The man from uncle, any man, the man in the mirror, the man in the moon, the man of La Mancha, Come on. the blue man group, the man for all seasons, the man who knew too much, the last man standing, Jesus says, come, come the wild man from Borneo, the old man by the sea, the man in the iron mask, and the bird man from Alcatraz, Jesus said, Come. Come on now. There's a kind of totality in this inference. If any man, there's a kind of Christian outreach within the ministerial career of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If any man, Jesus said in John, the 10th chapter, 9th verse, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out 
and find pastor. Any man, the fatherless, the nameless, the hopeless, the helpless, yes. the last, the least, the lost, the left out, the left behind, and those that were left were dead. Jesus said, come. come on this is an ageless appeal. It extends beyond academics. It supersedes scholastics. It's transmoral, transcontinental. It's international. It's intergenerational. It's interracial. Wow. If any man take up his cross and follow Jesus. In Matthew 9, chapter 9, verse 9, Jesus called the tax collector, Matthew, who were despised by the Jews and regarded as the lowest of all sinners. But Jesus said unto Matthew, follow me. And Matthew arose and followed Jesus. Following Jesus, following Jesus. Matt and Laurie, it comes down to following Jesus. It's a part God himself has already played. Oh, yes, he has. Jesus, as our leader, has become sort of a pioneer or advanced scout who has gone before us to blaze the trail. Jesus has already made tracks in, up in order for us to follow. Jesus has already died on the cross yes. at Calvary. Come on now. Jesus has already risen on Resurrection Sunday. Jesus, when Jesus went up, the Holy Spirit came down to comfort to console and to guide us along the way. If any man deny himself, deny yourself? That seems contrary to reasoning. Jesus, everybody knows that self-preservation is the first law of nature. Love thyself, do for yourself, fight for yourself. But how can anybody deny themselves when the Epicureans and the hedonists says, have fun, enjoy yourself. Go for the gusto. You only live once. Eat, drink, and be merry. Wine, women, and song. Party hearty all night long. Huff and puff. Lay and play. Go ahead. Have it your way. Deny yourself? Deny yourself? Jesus, don't be so mean. Deny yourself? That sounds irrelevant and almost inhumane. It's hard not to... It's hard not to yield to temptation. It's hard to just say no. It's hard to break from doing worldly things. It's hard to do the right thing. When you have been doing the wrong thing for so long, Jesus, self-denial is so hard. It's hard to walk away from the cares of the world. It's hard to ask people to control their will, ignore their mind and walk away from their pleasures. It's like mission impossible. Come on now. But that which is so hard can be made easy if we only rely on the promises of God. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, now I'm ready for the interview. Mr. T. You, Just had to get you, that off your you, chest. You know I'm intense when I come in. I'm yeah. driven. Yeah. I'm driven because I come to save somebody. I didn't come to jibber-jabber. Yeah. I didn't come to promote nothing. I would never promote something I'm doing even though companies pay me. When I come here, I'm going to talk about God, what God meant in my life, and try to help somebody else. 
you know, that's what I come to do, brother. So, oh, yeah. <clears throat> so wait a second. Uh, you're saying you're intense? Just a little bit. Yeah, okay. Just a little bit. All right. Um, Just a little bit. Let me, let see me. See my Bible? This is a well-worn Bible. This is not one of them, uh, one of them cutie Bibles. This Bible has been prayed on, <laughs> cried on. <laughs> Been in jails, prison, dope den, <laughs> yeah. all on the street corner, all the stuff. See somebody with a beautiful Bible, they ain't studying. Yeah. They ain't studying. That's just for sure. This Bible beat up, cried down everywhere. I tell you, you know, pages torn out about to hook it back in. I tell you, you know, definitely. Talk to me, brother. I'm so happy to be here. Come on now. Uh -huh. Okay. Well, so. when he comes in tense, you know he's going to get his, his way. Let me, let me just say, okay, we're talking about any man. Yeah. Any man. Any man. Okay. So, any man. Any man. Because okay. it's important, because, see, the reason why I was working on this, see, any man, see, when I read about Paul, I said, wow, that give hope to the guys who sin, mm -hmm. because Paul, when he say, if any man be in Christ, he know, yeah. he know he was a bad guy, yeah. bad, bad, and I'm not talking about bad, good, mm -hmm. and people <laughs> need to know, it's saying, man, if that guy got a chance, I know I got a chance, yeah. Yeah. so if I say any man, then I break it down, I might put a left of this man, but everybody, everybody have sinned, and they can change their life around. So you come here pretty wound up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're pretty wound up. I saw you in the back. Yes, you're yes. pretty wound up. Yes, yes. You're a little bit like a caged kind of, Yes, you yes, know, yes, exactly. Yeah. All right. Definitely. So Because I'm on a mission. You're I talking about to, any I come man. here to save somebody, yes. Okay. How do they get saved? Well, first, like, uh, I think there's a passage that says if we confess our sins. Mm -hmm. So we come boldly to God. First, we've got to know that I'm a sinner. A lot of people... Tell them. A lot of people say, well, I ain't seeing, they ain't talking to me. I didn't do what that guy did. We was talking to you. you we don't want to admit to sin, but we all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. And that's why I come, if you just go back to my prayer. I said, Lord, make me better. So my mother told me a long time ago, the biggest room in the world is the room for improvement. So I would never say, oh, man, I'm good, I'm good. No, I'm not good. I need prayer. I need to be forgiven, you know. Like I say, sure, I never snatched a purse. I never robbed nobody. I never broke in nobody's house. But you see, you got to be careful. Some people say, you know, they just say the little white lie compared, as compared to a little black lie. A lie is a lie. Right. Yeah. You know, sin is sin. So yeah. I've sinned. I know I've sinned. My biggest sin was to say, I want revenge on people. That's still a sin. I said, I'm going to get that sucker. Yeah, that was a sin, you know. <laughs> so my mother said, son, you got to forgive, got to forgive. I said, ooh, wee, wee. I said, I got to go pray. It took a while now, you know. I'm where my mother would like me to be. So now when they make me mad, I don't say nothing. So sin I said, Lord, separated I said, Lord, us. you know what they're doing. Sin so God took care of us. Huh? Sin separated us from yes, God. Yes, yes, yes. As and far so as the East is from the West. Any man can come back. Any man can come what back. Do they, what do they have to do to come back? You're talking about any man. Right, right, any Get man. him back. Uh, well, he got to boldly ask God to be forgiven. He got to come humbly. How? See, a proud man, can't, he, he can't be forgiven because, number one, he's, he thinks he is God. So he ain't going to bow down. That's why I say you got to humble yourself. That's why Jesus said, the verse said, you know, my, my disciples, first you got to deny yourself. So in the place they used to go, oh, man, I can't go there no more, man. Oh, you, oh man, I can't do them drugs no more, man. I'm in the God. Oh, uh, don't bring them chicks by, man. I'm in the God now. Nah. You're not denying yourself. That's why I say today, it's hard to just say no. It's hard. But when you, when you into yourself and say, no, I, Lord, I've had enough. I have sinned. See, the biggest, the biggest two words a guy to say, I, I know three, I have sinned. Yeah. It's hard for a man to admit that. Right. See, a little small ass on one end, small end on the other, but the great big old I in the middle, I have sinned. So it's hard for a guy to admit and say, I have sinned. 
you know, until you're all jammed up or you want to, you don't want to get to that situation where you want to say, Lord, forgive me. It's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in need of prayer. So any man can come in, but he got to be honest with himself. He can't try to be slick like with his buddies. Yeah, I'm going to play this here. I'm going to tell God this here. How stupid can you be? Don't be a fool. God know what you're thinking before you think it. You ain't conning nobody. That's why I say the con man. See, they think they're so slick. Okay. See, they think they're so slick and so smart. Like I said, you can lie to me, you can lie to somebody else, but you can't lie to God. God know what you're thinking before you thought it, fool. <laughs> okay. That's why any man. But so I went with me. Oh, I'm, I'm on the roll now. Okay, come the on, reason why. The re <laughs> oh, I'm hot. I'm hot. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let me tell you. Come on, please. Let me tell you about any man. See, when I read when Jesus said any man. Let me paint the picture, and I'm, I'm trying to walk this delicately so you can understand. Any man in life and stuff as a black man, I've seen signs that say this and that. The, the Constitution say, you know, uh, uh, every man equal, created equal and all that, but we're still fighting for rights. So now when Jesus say any man, I say I got a chance because we tried that. In society and the government say any man we tried to vote we had to fight to vote fight still fighting for civil rights because we supposed to have equal equal rights but we don't have it but with Jesus when Jesus say any man yeah. there's a sinner man the liar the thief and all that like I say it's not how you come to Jesus how you leave yeah. and I say whosoever will let them come don't try to say well I just wanna I'm gonna do a couple more things then I'm gonna come to God no come right now empty the pocket let it go let it go like that little song, what, what is frozen? Let it go, let it go. You really got to let it go. See, the hardest part of people, reason why they can't come to God, they can't let it go. Yeah. But God know we have weakness. He don't expect us, okay, I was baptized and everything is right, right, right. No, you're still going to have them temptations. I tell people, make no mistake about it. That day you really make up your mind that you're going to give God the glory and give him your heart and all that, that's when you're going to catch the most hell. Okay. All the sins you ever done, people gonna bring back on you. Hey man, I got them pictures we took. Remember, you, know, <laughs> you, you don't want me to put them on the internet, so you better come out. So people being blackmailed to go back out there. See, one thing about God, He won't bring up your sins. See, your so-called friends will, as long as you pardon and you say, man, no, I really don't. I, I need to go home and be my wife and kids. I need to go home and, and be my husband. I the enemy don't like that. Once they see you, you for real. I mean, you don't want to party with us no more? All the places we've been, you going to stop? Yeah, okay, all right. Let me look at this stuff, okay, let me get this stuff on you. They want to bring it back on you because they want to keep you down there. Misery Love Company. Okay, Jesus didn't die to make bad men good. He died to make dead men alive. How does somebody come alive in Jesus? How do they do that? What's the prayer they need to pray? Well, it's, not, it's a simple prayer, and I tell people, you don't have to do all them long prayers and all that. Just say, help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Okay. Help me, tell Jesus. Him. Tell him right there. Help me, Jesus. Just straight me to the point. Let me tell you, because, because I remember the thief on the cross. He just said, Lord, remember me. Yeah. And see what Jesus did? See, that's something about that word, remember. See, I'm going to take you back to where I used to be at, a, uh, at the disco. I used to work at the door as a bouncer. So sometimes people come in and they like the place, they safe and whatnot. Guys say, hey, Miss T, I'm going to be back next week. Don't forget me, man. Remember me. Mm -hmm. So in, in, in the term with us being in the hood, say, remember means that you're going to take care of somebody. You're going to cover some slack. Oh, yeah, man, I remember you last week. Go on in, man. You don't have to pay. Go on in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you remember them. You can take care of them. 
friend say, Mr. T, remember me from high school in Dun at Dunbar? All right, you, you, you gave me a milk. Or, okay, man, I'll loan you something, you know. <laughs> so you remember people you're going to take care of. Man, that's my buddy. Take care of him, all right? You know, it's just like the guy you say, hey, man, I'll drop you off, man. I remember you. Come on. You're going to do things for him. Yeah. So in, he didn't have to say, well, Lord, you know, I got this, got this. Jesus already know that. The man said, Lord, remember me. You know, it didn't Solomon, he didn't pray, Lord, you give me more, uh, more gold and more stuff. And he said, give me wisdom, give me understanding. All these people, I, I don't know how to do it. I'm just saying, uh, help me, I don't know. So God gave him the wisdom and other stuff. He said, because you didn't ask to kill your enemies, you didn't ask to this, you get more. That's what he is. Just say, Lord, remember me. Lord, help me, Jesus. Yeah. Help me, Jesus. Mm. You don't have to have all that fancy praying and all that stuff and just come up there, you talking to God. You humble yourself. Get on your knees and say, Lord, I'm in trouble. I do not, I, I apologize, Jesus, I did all this stuff. Help me, Jesus. Come on now. But, but, but you, can't, you can't say that. You can't say that if you ain't truthfully ready. Because you're you just fooling yourself because you ain't fooling God. You know, so I just tell God anything. Like you might tell your probation officer. Probation don't know in your mind. But God knows. You can't fool God, you know. That's why I met a lot of my messed up out there. Think they can fool God. You can't fool God. Yeah. I tell them, no, that's who. Did you do something like that? You can't, you don't even get pity. You just a fool. You know, most most fools are pity. But when you do something like that with God, oh man, you in trouble. Okay. Pity can't help you. Okay, let me let me let me give you a rest for a second. No, uh, man, I come here. I don't need a rest. No, no, no. <laughs> just, man, look here. I, you're about, <laughs> you're about to blow up. I man. come here. I come here to save somebody. Yeah. Somebody at home flicking, looking for sports. It's that's Mr. T. Let me see what he's talking about. Boom. Yeah. I'm talking about God. Yeah. yeah. They need to hear that. I prayed. I said, Lord, give me the words to say. Somebody's going to be tuning in. Somebody's going through something. So when I'm speaking Good. to people, I'm speaking to myself yeah. too. Good. We all need God. We all have sinned and, and fallen short of God's glory. Like I said, God has blessed me. I want to bless somebody back. I said, Lord, bless me so I can be a blessing to others. We hope you're enjoying the Praise Podcast. We'll get back to the interview soon. I'm not an actor who just happened to be a Christian. I am a Christian who just happened to be an actor. Come on now. Before I came to Hollywood, I was a Christian as a plumber. I was a Christian as a doorman. Yeah. I was a Christian as a, a warehouse worker. I'm a Christian first, and I'm not going to change from that. Now, people ask me, say, wow, Mr. D, is it hard being a, a Christian in Hollywood? I, I, I would hate to think how it is if I wasn't a Christian in Hollywood, mm. I would be in jail. <laughs> really? Really, I ain't gonna lie to you. If I didn't have God, so that means I got the devil. So if I got the devil, I'm doing everything but God. Yeah. See, I know people ain't used to it, they don't like it, but that don't bother me, they don't like me. Jesus said, Jesus, they didn't like him, so they're not gonna like me following him. Yeah. Right. You know, but I'm not one of the whippy guys that say, okay, I'm gonna go alone to get alone. You know, I said, man, Okay, can I just ask you a yes, question? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, you're, you're not mad at me right now, are you? No, I'm never mad at you. Okay. You know that I'm intense as a message. That's what people want to want to. Can I'm, you I'm not, smile at me one time, just real big? Not again. Come on. 
Come on, just one time. Just every, smile real big. Every see, see y'all, let, let, let me let me take y'all back. Once. See, me and Matt, we go way, way back. <laughs> see, I've been coming here since I think 1983-84. So we know each other, we do things, you know. So it's not our first rodeo, you know. So <laughs> we do little things to try to bring about. But he knows. But he time. do know when I come to give me the time to get my message out. Yeah. Then we can have fun, we be a little silly. Can you just, smile? Cause that's good, because I don't want people to think I'm just a machine that don't yeah. laugh and stuff like that. Can you, you smile? Know? You know. Just look at your camera, smile. I'm, I'm always smiling. Smile right now. Big, yeah. A lot of times you might not see it. Yeah, it's just like a plant, a, a seed that's growing underground. It's happy, <laughs> smiling, whatnot. Come on, big I am one. so happy. Big one. If I any more happy, the police had to come take me out. <laughs> They'll think it's a mental. You know, I'm so happy. Just look at me and smile big. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. <laughs> see, I, I, I'm going to tell y'all something. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> See, a lot of people don't know. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I play a tough guy with that. You know, you know, I'm. The, the T, let me take what T stands for. To the women and children, it stands for tender. To the bad guys and thugs, it stands for tough. Yeah. I'm tough when I have to be tender when I should be. Yeah. Tough because I play football, I box, I wrestle, all that. I'm a tough guy, but I'm not a predator. You know what I mean? I go to the hospital, I pray for the children, the mother. You know, so I'm a tender-hearted guy, a guy with a tender heart. That's who I really am. You know. Um. I love the fact that you brought me my Mr. T packet, and this is uh, Mr. T in your pocket, okay? Don't make me mad! <laughs> so, put the camera on. I, I had to warn him. Yeah. I said, just... Don't make me mad! He asked me, he says, but how long will it take? I said, well, if you don't bother me, I can take my time don't to get through it, mad. you know? As long as you don't interrupt me and do that. Yeah. But it's I'll okay now, fool. you know? Camera on T. I pity the fool. I pity the fool. First name, Mr. Middle name, period. Last name, Well, you see, I allowed that time. I said, okay. Hey, my man, I said, okay. Matt gonna do those silly things. and try to get me off of right now, you know. But it's fun. We do love each other. It's, just, it's not that Hollywood love, like, mm, that's, no, no, it's really sincere. You know, we go way back. We go way back, brother. Come on, man. We go way back. Definitely, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you. For real, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I watched Matt grow. He watched me grow. Yeah. Definitely, you know, we've been through a lot. You see, we kind of fixed up the stage for you. It kind of looks like you're no, in the No, not for me. I don't, I'm, you know, I'm Come just, you know, my mother told me to be like Paul. Okay. So Paul, a speaker, preach anywhere. You okay. know, don't need the crowd. Okay, so, let me you ask know. you, let me ask yeah. you this. Um, the the uh, people all over the world, okay, know you because of being B.A. Baracus in the A-team. What does B.A. stand for? Bad attitude. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I would have said she's very else. innocent. No, yeah. honestly, but and and uh, I tell. But I'm a humble guy. I, you yes, know, you I know you're about to say all that. You know. No, I'm not going to say anything. I just going to ask you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm okay. sorry. Right. I'm sorry. So tell us a little bit of the story of how you became BA in that series, because people listen. This has been right. translated right. into all right. sorts okay. of languages. Right. Everyone knows that so, series. So, so we need to go world. back. Yeah. You know where, how did I got. How I got to be where I was. Yeah, fine. All stuff. Tell us how you became BA on the A-team. All right, but we got we to gotta go back before go BA. Back. Okay, let's do yes. it. We got to go all the way back before Mr. T was Mr. T. Okay. see the stages that Mr. T went to. First, <laughs> when I was born, I was baby T. <laughs> and then, when I became 13 years old, my mother started calling me TT. That was short for teenager T. <laughs> then... 
21, Mr. T, you know. So that's the story of the T stuff, you know. So here's who I am. Like I say, uh, I'm, I, I'm an old-fashioned, tough, overgrown mama's boy. Come on now. Yeah, I, I, I love my mother. I'm not the wimpy type of mama. No, no, no. I'm a mama boy because everything I do is in respect to my mother. Certain things I won't do. I said, no, my mother wouldn't like that. I'll pass on that. Yeah. And I talk about when I was growing up in the South Side of Chicago, going to the schools, I got suspended over 17 times for fighting before I graduated eighth grade. And I would fight. I'm not proud of it, but this is a Christian show. You be honest. You yeah. confess. And that's the problem. A lot of Christians come. They don't want to confess like they've been so clean. You know, like they're so good. Ooh, not me, not me. That's why we can't get no blessing, because we ain't telling the truth, you know? So I used to fight, and because, like I said, I love my mother, and I used to fight, you know, in, in the hood, somebody say something about your mother, you got to throw down, you yeah, know? And so, on. and I used to fight, being a principal officer a lot and all that, you know? Then it took me, grew mother said, no, son, I know you love me, but you don't have to fight this and that, you know? And she said, she said, son, they talked about Jesus. They're going to talk about me and you. But I was learning. I was a baby. I was growing, whatnot, had a lot of, you know, Energy. Yeah, yeah, yes. You know, and so, all right, so I fought and whatnot. Then, oh, yeah, I, I, have, I have seven brothers and four sisters. See, I'm the baby boy. See, people say I'm tough. My brothers are so tough that I am the sissy in the family. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So I always want to be like my brothers. They didn't smoke. They didn't drink. They set good example for me. I said, wow, so that was good. So I remember, here's, here's my story. So you understand, we was on welfare, food stamps, and all this stuff. I remember when I was nine years old. Here's who I am in a nutshell. I was nine years old. I came home from school. I drew a picture of my brothers and sister. Drew a picture of my mother and father in the rocking chair. I came home and showed it to my mother. I said, Mama, there you is right there in the rocking chair. There daddy is. That's the rest of us. I said, Mama, one of these days, I'm going to be big and strong. I'm going to be a football player and a boxer. I'm going to buy you a beautiful house, Mama, and I'm going to buy you pretty dresses. And I was up to my mother's hips, and she hugged me and started crying. She said, if that's the Lord's willing. So that what, that what kept me away from the bad kids. I would do something. I would, we had a lot of condemned buildings, and I would throw rocks at the condemned buildings, but that was my limit, you know, to break the broken windows or whatnot. But when it comes to snatching, I said, no, I can't do that, man. I can't do that. The guy said, oh, you scared? You scared? I said, I'm not scared, man. You a sissy, you a sissy. I said, let me tell you, I'm not, I'm not a sissy, and I'm not scared. I said, I love my mother. I said, evidently, you don't love your mother. Because if you love your mother, you wouldn't be trying to get me to do nothing bad. You know, so that's when the fights come in. So now you're going to do it. I said, no, man. I told you I'm not going to do it, but don't pull me now. So I'm going home. I said, you touch me again. We got to fight. <laughs> now, I don't, I don't want the other kid to be doing it. You go to the principal. You know, I didn't do that. It was a different case of mine. So if something wrong, you tell your teacher and the principal. I don't want you to be saying, you saw Mr. T and he said, beat up everybody. <laughs> no, don't do that. That's a different times. You know, I had seven brothers also. You might not have seven brothers, you know. So it's a different thing. So growing up, so, and I had my goal. I said, no. So if I'm with the bad kids, I would visualize myself. I said, if I hang with these bad kids and got a little older teenager, I said, I would visualize myself I'm, that we had stole a car. So even though I didn't steal it, I'm with them. So I'll, I'll be in jail. I would visualize my mother coming to see me, mm. you know, with, with one button on her coat. And I used to watch from the house when my mother would go out to the welfare station to bring back a bag of powdered milk, powdered eggs in the wintertime. I see her at the bus station. Look, kid, I'm crying. I said, why well, I want to do this for my mother? And I would visualize my mother on the other side of the bars telling me, son, why did you? She would say, I did the best I could with what I had. And right then, I would want to commit suicide because I have dishonored my mother and disrespected her. 
That's the last thing in the world I want to do. And I grew up, when I found out buddies of mine that, that didn't respect their mother, they couldn't be a friend of mine. Mm. They couldn't. I would value guys and say, how you treat your mother? You cool with your mother, you cool with me. I had a buddy, I thought he was, he was buddies, but then he talked back to his mother. I said, no, man, you got to go back and apologize to your mother. He said, I ain't good. I said, I got to see you. Mm -hmm. Let him go. You know, later on, he wound up in jail, prison, all that. But no, I, I, like the, the Bible says, unless two agree, they can't walk together. I love my mother. I'm not one of the guys that get on TV, hi, mom, hi, my, no, no. You know, you know I, I, and we talk about my mother. My mother saw one episode of the 18. She wouldn't, she said, she would watch me on interviews. She would like me every time when I come on this show, talking about God and stuff like that. That was, she liked me. I remember when she, uh, when I spoke at my, at my church, I want to give a shout out to my church, Cosmopolitan Community Church, Southside Chicago. I've been a member there since 1977, in the heart of the hood, you see what I mean? I go there to get God. We're a community church. We help the people in the community, you see what I mean? So yeah, so what was I? I got lost for a second. Yeah, you're trying to tell us how you got to be I'm getting PA. there, I'm getting there. I always take Come the on. long way around. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. yes. So my church, so that's the church you got to know, you know, got connection to God. So anyway, they asked me to speak at Men's Day, and I spoke my mother and father was there, and she was so proud. She always tell me, one thing I like about my mother, she's going home, be in glory. Whenever the conversation, I would say, hey, mother, just call and let you know I love you and that I'm doing okay. She said, okay, and the phone would get quiet for a couple of seconds. She know I'm about to go, and then she'd say, son, don't forget to pray. Because it would have been so easy for me to forget to pray. Mm. All of a sudden, I got all this gold. I'm, uh, my dreams have come true. I <clears throat> got Rose Royce, I bought a house for her, do all this stuff. Be easy for me to forget to pray. I'd be like some other guy, man, I don't need to pray. I'm Mr. T, I'm bad and all that. No, humble myself, I prayed. I said, God, give me strength to do your will. Always praying, we we'll go to the hot, before I got to Mississippi, go back, back up, yeah. all right? Yeah. All right, so now, so I round town, then I started, uh, I started, I went, Went away to college, got back and all this stuff. So then I started bodyguarding people, rich people, you know, stuff like that. Then my reputation spread it. Hey, you got to hire this guy. This so the entertainers started hiring me. They come to Chicago when I worked, wasn't working at the disco. So then NBC, they had this contest. They wanted to find out who was the toughest bouncer in America. So I told them, I said, I don't like that term, bouncer, because to me it, is, it was derogatory because, let me break it down. All right. Our club was about 70% 70 black, maybe 30% white. We were downtown. Other clubs, we wore tuxedos. Other guys wore tuxedos, the white clubs. They would call them doormen, but call us bouncers. And, and that irritated me. I said, I didn't like that. I said, I'm pretty ed educated. I didn't go to school. To, and when you come to a disco, that's the last thing I want to do is put my hands on you. If you do something disrespectful, I'm going I'm to rough you up. There's no, make no mistake about it, you know. So if you disrespect the women, you know, women were safe when they come in the club because they know I'm going to take them, walk up to their car, stuff like that, and nobody's going to be stealing their purse while you're dancing and stuff like that. And the guys can't be smoking in the bathroom, you know what I mean, you know, not on my watch. So anyway, so, uh, so I, did, I was working as a club, so then NBC came out with a show. They said they want to find out who's the toughest bounce in America. I said, I don't like that term, you know. And I told my pastor, I said, Pastor, they're having a contest. And when I win, See, I didn't speak when egotistically, I would thought because in the Bible it says, whatsoever man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Yeah. And I thought victory for a good cause. So anyway, uh, it was two, uh, I won the contest two years in a row. Humbly, even though the contest is called the toughest bouncer in America, I did not win because I was the toughest bouncer, because I was the roughest, the meanest, or baddest. I won because my cause 
C-A-U-S-E. My cause was greater than anybody else's cause. I told my pastor, Reverend Henry Hardy, Cosmopolitan Church, I said, Pastor Hardy, they're having a contest. And when I win this contest, I'm gonna give you the money so you can buy food and clothes for less fortunate people in the community. Yep. My cause was greater. One guy said, if I win, one guy said, if I win, One guy said, if I win, I'm going to buy a car. Another guy didn't say, no. I said, I win, I'm going to feed the homeless. So I did. So I won the contest, gave the money to my church both time, and my blessing came back in the form of Rocky Three. We got a call, came back, they said, we got a number here from Hollywood. We don't know if it's legit, but here it is. So I called in with the casting director for Rocky Three. She asked me, she said, uh, do you know Sylvester Stallone? I said, of course I do. I watch Rocky One, Rocky Two, you know, <laughs> which, which I did. You know, and I was rooting for him because I didn't like Apollo, you know? <laughs> I said, man, because Apollo was trying to act like Ali. I said, there's only one Ali. I said, get him, Rocky. I came out the theater. Dun, dun, dun. I said, man, Rocky. So now she called, she said, well, he's going to do Rocky three, and he's thinking about putting you in it. I said, wow, that's something. It's like what I said. So they sent me a script and all this stuff, and I studied it. Then I flew out to Hollywood and did the audition. And did you audition with Sylvester? Yes, yes. One part of it, I had to box him. For, for, for three minutes, one round, because he wanted to see what I had. And so like in the movie, he said, hit me, hit me harder. And I'm saying, <laughs> you know, I, I, I was in a, 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 between a rock and a hard place. I said, this guy don't know. I've knocked guys out, <laughs> you know? <laughs> now, he want me to hit him. Then I said, boy, I'm, uh, and I thought about what mother said, don't bite off the hand that feeds you. I said, <laughs> I said if I hit this guy real hard, he definitely ain't going to hire me. I said, but I got... I said, boy, what do I do? Do I hit him with a left or the right? Because I'm left-handed. I said, bow. You know, I said, man, I, I said, man, this guy don't know. I said, all right, you're going to get it, man. Boom, boom, boom. He said, well, that was pretty good, pretty good. So, all right. So that was one part. So we had to do another part. So we gonna, so we did 10 pages of the script. He said, well, look at it. I said, all right, study. So we did 10 pages. He said, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. He said, now we're going to do something we call improvisation. A lot of actors can do, a lot of them can't. Pretend I'm in the movie and I won't fight you and all this stuff like that. Then I said, okay, okay. Thought for a minute. I said, okay, I'm ready. Are you ready? You want to do it with me? Uh -uh. Stand up. No, we don't say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right this way. I don't. You want to do You need no, me to I don't need you. be I don't. Rocky? Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay. No. You want to punch me? No, I won't punch okay. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> CIE is always do that. So he did that part. And then here's the part that, that, that a lot of people don't know about. The part, he said, I want you to look into this camera and tell me why you want this part. And this is exactly what I did at the audition. You know, then I said, I said, all right, this character, Club Lane. I said, I've been Club Lane all my life. It's like hot coals burning inside of me. Ah, he said, cut, cut, cut. Don't do no more. He said, don't do no more. Then he said, uh, um, I want to thank you for coming down. He said, I got to see some other people. I said, I understand. I said, whether you hire me or not, I thank you for the opportunity. That was on a Friday back in 1980. So then I uh, went home, flew home. Then first thing Monday morning, the lady called me. She said, guess what? You got the par. Wow. Aren't you excited? I said, yes, I am. I said, you can tell him I'll give him 150% every day for whatever reason he picked me. He took a chance with me. I'm going to work hard for him. So that was it. So we did Rocky. Boom, 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 boom. So after Rocky, I was on my way home. They said, Mr. T, before you go, we rap. They said, this producer want to meet you. You know. I said, you sure? <sighs> I said, okay. Then I met him. That was Stephen Cannell. And he said, wow. He said, want to think about this here show. Would you driving a bus or a van or a car? Some other guys said, I said, okay. And that's what it was. So he said, yeah, we're going to build some guys around you. So that's what it was. I was the, 
the so first guy. make sure make sure I got it right. So you won a contest, right? The toughest doorman bouncer yes. type person. That was yes. an NBC show. NBC you won show. that twice. Yes. You got a call off of that from the. But I gave the money to my church. Tree. I understand. Yes. I yes. Got that. Don't forget that. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> got it. Don't make me mad. That's right. That's yeah. right. And uh, and. Fool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> the Bible saved me so much. You don't know. You don't know what the Bible do. Oh, it saved me a lot of times. Because, ooh, wow. Ooh, thank you. Okay. So then, after, after that, you, were, you weren't even done. You weren't even uh, out of Hollywood yet. You had shot with Sylvester. Right. Where did you shoot? Hmm? The Rocky Three. Where did you shoot? We we shot uh, parts of Los Angeles. We spent a month in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah, do the step scene. Yeah, I had to challenge them, stuff yep. like that. Yes. Okay, so you you did most of it in Los Angeles. Yes. Where did yes. you shoot the boxing? scene? The boxing in Los Angeles at the sports arena. Sports arena. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so you were you were there before you even left town. Right. You got the call from Canal. Right. Okay. And so when you were filming the boxing scene. Okay. Did you ever make a mistake and really hit him? No, that one thing he told me, he said, he's, it was like a dance choreographer, you know, I'm you know, we, like a script. I said, I come out, left, left, right. Rocky hit me three, four times. I bag up. Then we studied like this. Yeah. So I had a, you know, then he said, he said, now if I forget to duck, you got to hit me because it'll look phony. He said, if you forget to duck, I'm going to hit you. <laughs> Make it real. Yeah, I said, okay, fine. So we sparred. We, at the end of the day, we were, we were sparring each other, so we mixed it up a little bit, you know. Then he said, what, what he did give me instructions, he said, because uh, we, we trained a lot in Culver City. He had a big gym in the studio we trained. So the day we're going to start filming, so he had to come to talk to me. He said, now I want you to know, he said, going to be thousands of people. It's going to be a live audience out there. Just remember the things that we rehearse. I don't want you to get the crowd and forget, you know, you know, because that happens sometimes. You hear the crowd, so oh, man, it's on now. You know, but, but, but I do want to say something that's really important. I think the people need to know this about me and, and about my mother. There's a scene in Rocky Three. You, you know, I mean, that's uh, uh, Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed. He cursed two times. You know, like a kid, you know, so we had a private screening for my mother in Chicago, my family. So I said, wow. I said, okay, they might not, might get mad at the boxing scene, but I'm really not hurt, you know, and all that. I said, okay. I said, but Apollo cursed. My mother might not like that. <laughs> and then, like a kid, I was going to say, which is true. I said, hey, Ma, I didn't curse. He did. Yeah. Which he did, you know. So, so anyway, but that part wasn't worse. So after the movie, and this was very important, everybody know who I am. So after the movie, I had my mother coat. You know, so I wanted her to pay everybody to say good or whatever, you know. Some of my nephews started crying because of loss and whatnot. I said, shut up, fool. They gave me a lot of money, you know. <laughs> so I got my mother coat. So I got my mother coat ready to put it on her. Shut up, fool. So I got my mother coat ready to put it on her, and she turned. Then she moved. Then I walked, tried to put it again. Then she moved again. So my sister took the coat out of my hand and put it on my mother. And here's what my mother said, like, I'm my mother and I'm behind me. She didn't look at me. She says, son, you don't say that to a lady. I don't know if y'all understand the, the, the scene at the steps when I was trying to provoke Rocky to fight me. Yeah. When I said, hey, woman, hey, woman, yeah. I bet you stay up late every night dreaming you had a real man. Come yeah. to my apartment. <laughs> you know, my mother said, you don't say that to a lady. Okay. See, I could have went the other way. Oh, Marty paid me a lot of money. Isn't that? 
I said, you're right. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And that helped me in the movies to come. I said, no, I can't do that. They would really pay me a lot of money to do stuff. I said, no, I can't do that. My mother wouldn't want me to do that because my mother taught me, says, son, there are some things that money cannot buy. Come on. There's a lot of things that money can't. I've seen a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people come to Hollywood, pretend to be Christian, and all of a sudden they, they lose their moral mm. guidance. Mm. I said, no, I don't want to do that. Or the paparazzi follow me day and night, this and that. They supposed to because mm. I stand boldly on the word of God. I know that. I'm not afraid of that. If God is for me, who can be against me? Come on now. You know, I came in against the odds. I told people, ask them, say, Mr. T, what's your secret to success? First, I tell them, it's not a secret what God can do. Number, number two, I tell them, don't tell everybody your dreams. Because a lot of people are dream killers. So you keep it to yourself and just do things and stuff like that. So I just ask God just to guide me, you know. And, and oh, man, you know. Can I ask you another question? Yes, yes, yes. Were you a Boy Scout? Yes, I was a Boy Scout. On my honor, I do my best. Come on. I, I, but I got to say this joke part, but it was just a joke. I want you to know. We used to say, on my honor, I do my best. Take all the giving and steal all the rest. <laughs> the, 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 but I didn't do that. Just forget that part. That, forget that part. I just, you know, forget that. Don't mention that part. Yes. It, Did it, Boy it, Scouts help you? Yeah, yeah. Well, some things, you know, yeah, yeah, you know. Now in the hood, we had a problem. Our scoutmaster used to get drunk. That wasn't good. <laughs> you know what I mean? And something else. And what I remember about being a scout, so much so profound, you know, that you're going to do a good deed every day. Boy Scout is thrifty, clean, whatever, you know, respect, help old lady across the street, other stuff like that. But I remember when I was a Boy Scout, we was poor. And, and I felt so bad. Only money my mother had, she had just enough money to buy me a neckerchief. And I felt bad. I remember marching in the Bud Billiton Parade, and it wasn't hard to spot me because I was the only kid that didn't have a uniform. And I remember my mother crying. And I remember sometimes I'd get in fight with the other scouts because they would tease me, when are you going to get your uniform? When are you going to get But that's all we had. So we wrote a neckerchief. I'm going to tell you how God worked, how life thinks. So now we move past. Now I'm on the A-team every year and whatnot with my brother, Chicago police officer. You know, he's... It was, in the, in the academy, would train other officers. So the superintendent at the time, Fred Rice of the police department, and they were having the Boy Scout Jamboree in Chicago. So he asked my brother, he said, what would it take to get your brother here to speak to the kids? When he told me, I said, no, man, you tell him no money. If he could just buy me a whole Boy Scout uniform, I'll fly my way in, put myself at the hotel, I'll do everything that we did. He, he got me a whole, got me the Smokey Bear cap, got me the shorts, it got me other stuff in the uniform. I was so happy. And I spoke to them kids at the Boy Scout Jamboree. Three three. Oh my honor, I do my best. A Boy Scout is thrifty, clean, brave, reverent. Definitely all them other good things. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it, it was a wonderful time. That's who I am. You I know. remember uh, a lot of people don't remember or maybe know, but uh, we worked on a TV show together called Kids Against Crime. Oh, yeah, Kids Against oh, Crime. Know. Definitely. We helped a lot of kids. And yeah. so Rosie Greer. Oh, yes. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Medlock Lemon. All them guys. Yeah. Definitely. All of definitely. that. And, and I remember one time you, you, were, you were doing a big piece for us with Kids Against Crime. And you said, isn't, it, you, see, you said, uh, isn't 
Red and blue, fool. It's green. Boy Scouts. Love your mother. That's right. That's yeah. right. See, yeah. my rap haven't changed. I tell people, you, you go back and see some of the old interview, my rap haven't changed. Telling kids, be good. Listen to your mother. Study hard in school. That's what I did. Yeah. I listened to my mother. I studied hard in school. You know, did my best. Let's mother said, song. son, if you do your best, God will do the rest. And he helped in doing the Let's rest. Let's sing that song. Mr. T, a star, but to get that far, somebody had to help. You remember? It takes all kind. I, I don't remember the words. No, but I got another one. I, that Wait, was that one. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I remember part of it. Well, let's do it a little bit yeah, together. Okay. I, I, Mr. T's a star, but the... Sing! <laughs> you don't remember? Yeah, you thought me off, but I, but I got another one that's okay, good. Okay, go ahead. Treat your mother right. That was a good rap song. Mother, there is no other. My mother, treat her right. Treat her right. I did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, my, my rap was positive, you know. Yes, yes. <laughs> Can I have that smile one more time? Ah. <laughs> Just start zooming in, three. Just right on. You got to catch me off guard, cause I don't, I don't like pose for a smile. Oh, got to catch Just me. One. Catch it. I'm Just animated. One big Just one. catch me. Just you one know. big one. I'm happy inside. Yeah. Cause God is in my heart. One big and smile. I, how can I, how can I not be happy if God live over me a heart? Yeah. You see what I mean? See, what's in me going to come out of me. Yeah. So when people see me, that's why I pray no more. I say, God, I pray that when they see me, let them see you. See, after you get past the blackness of the world, Mohawk, all that stuff, you say, wow, that man is special. Yeah, he represents God. No, I'm not perfect. I don't want you to go out and think I'm perfect. No, no, no. I didn't come down from heaven here. I just come out <laughs> of hell. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm fighting the devil every day. You don't know the preparation it took to be here. All of a sudden, I'm working on this sermon. I'm working. People start calling me. They ain't never been calling me before. What kind of stuff is that? I said, that's the devil. That's the devil. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I said, trying to stop this message. I said, I know the devil. I know that. I, I said, let me just calm down. I said, no, God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Or oh, the temptation come. They will come. Okay. But the Ready? devil is a liar. We delivered this, this message. Ready? Somebody's out there going to be saved. There's, a, there's about 90 seconds left in this program. Uh-huh. I want to give you the last 90 seconds. Well, it's a lot of time. Yeah. That's a lot of time. Do it. Because all I'm just going to say, just say, thank you, Jesus. Come on. Help right there. me, Jesus. There it is. I'm doing the best I can. I'm fighting this ill battle. You know, I'm fighting in the ring and in my corner. Fighting at the job, then fighting at home. Because I'm trying to bring God to my family, and they're resisting. Lord, help me to save my family. And that's the hardest thing to do, to try to save your family. Mm. So hard. Mm. But he said, you still going to that church? You still having that preacher this and that? Well, the preacher might be a crook, but God ain't a crook. Yeah. You know, make no mistake about that. Yes. So just, so just humble yourself to God. Say, Lord, I'm tired. I've been doing enough sinning. I've been doing all this stuff. I'm tired, Lord. Free me from this guilt. Free me. Because once Jesus frees you, you don't have to worry about somebody putting something on the internet or social net. Because if God has forgiven you, it's done. It's done. If God is for you, who in the world can be against you? Mr. T, I love you. I love you more than you love me. Bless you, brother. Thank you for listening to this episode of TBN's Praise Podcast. If you enjoyed today's interview, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend, and consider leaving a review. We look forward to having you join us back here next week.